When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, guys. Welcome back and happy Thursday. All right, guys. Well, we're in the month of August and this is the Leo month. It's my mom's birthday, my mother-in-law's birthday, and it's just a good month. So I think as long as we put out the positive energy, we will get that right back, especially in this recap where it seems like there's a lot of negative going on. So before we jump in, you know how this works. If you haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button, show some love, hit the notification bell, get subscribed. Okay. And let's welcome our very special guest, someone who I absolutely love. This guy kills it on YouTube, Instagram, his podcast, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. What's Hello. up? What's up, Up and Atomers? Uh, oh welcome. Good up morning. Up and Atomers? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I don't know. I just made it up right now, but it sounds good. Wow. <laughs> I had to give your display name here, friend. Yeah, G- Gina's hair extensions. But. By the way, Gina doesn't, I mean, listen, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I don't think Gina should have been nearly as upset last night as she was and how she continues to be in social media. I mean, these two are killing me with this. But to be fair, before we get into this, Ryan, I have two really important questions for you. Yeah. One, do you think that the Real Housewives of Orange County are like we coming out of the grave and kind of restoring ourselves. Listen, I don't want to give all the credit to Tamra, but it is funny. Everything seems to be chugging along at a good pace, dare I say. Like it's it really is. I look forward to watching this every week. It's a mess. It's like low level mess. You know, it's about relationships. It's not about somebody cheating with somebody that they've known for, you know, like it's it's not like Vanderpump rules. It's Orange County. And I kind of like the low level, like I like Brian being a douchebag. I like, I like all of it right now. And I'm kind of like, wow, can they keep this up? I don't know. Everything is, is working for me personally. I mean, there's little moments of course that are so, so, but I mean, it's such a giant leap ahead from what it was last year. Like the casting seems finally right. Right. No, I completely agree. And then from there, honestly, I, I, 
I was able to squash my beef as if I am like a Bravo talent on the the stage at <laughs> Andy's Legends Ball. Me and Tamara have gone head to head for so long. You're now, you're good with Tamara now? I'm good with Tamara. How did that happen? What happened? I just we had a conversation. <laughs> and I said, "Listen, Tamara, I'm not obviously the biggest fan of um, your co-host being on reality TV, but I think that you guys do great on podcasts. And I think that your podcast is awesome. And I also, and I do, I, I truly love what they bring to the table with two teas in a pod. And I love what Tamara is bringing this season. I feel like, and I think she would admit to this, sometimes she might have to, you know, take a free trip to the bar in order to bring us what we're getting, but she's bringing it. I now actually want her to bring Teddy on the show because I think she'll immediately then throw Teddy under the bus. And that would be hysterical because none of these girls see it coming. Like Tamara has this weird gift to like, nobody is able to call. Like, I mean, it's so obvious Tamara's plan of action, but none of these girls can see it. So she's playing like 4D chess and all of these other women are playing checkers and she must come on here and go, wow, I didn't think it was going to be this easy to already rule the roost. Like you can't like she is causing all of the drama and she's untouchable. Like none of it's blowing back on her. Right. And it's kind of wild, too, because I feel like Heather DeBro felt like she was in this position last year. But Tamara is like, oh, no, you put it in my lap. I'm going to take it to the next level. And we see it. We see it happening. So. Well, and the, the thing with Heather that's so Heather could have been a perfect foil for Tamara, but Heather is so busy trying to be an actor again and move to Los Angeles that she's not she doesn't have her head in the game. So she's having like in the middle of like a Heather takedown season and it doesn't like it shouldn't be like this, but Heather doesn't have her eye on the prize. And so Tamara is going to completely destroy like they find like the whole thing with John last night. That's not Heather's issue. Like it's it's. Like Heather, I, Heather said that off camera, Tamara brought it on camera. There's a huge difference there. And I hate to agree with Heather DeBro, but like, it's true. Like Heather was being a good friend by not bringing it up on camera and just talking crap behind her back. Tamara's the one that's bringing it on camera. It's, it's obvious. And the fact that now the cast has seen the entire like season and Shannon went on watch what happens live and she doubled down with Vicky Gumbelson and she's like, watch the rest of the season and you'll see what Heather DeBro did. And I'm like, oh, this to me, Tamara, we're in a good place, girl. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to say this to me feels like Shannon knows if I align myself with the Tres Amigas, Vicky Gumbelson is definitely coming back next season. 100%. She will be back. Like I've talked to people, I've talked to people and Andy Cohen even hinted at it, but I've talked to people who are a part of the cast and people who are no longer a part of the cast. And it, just the general consensus is that the OG of the OC will be back. Now for Shannon, that, that secures a paycheck, longevity, that gives her more seasons on the show, that gives her, well, everything that she didn't get in her divorce. You know what I mean? So yeah, why but I not align? Well, I think, but also I think it's different. I think uh, Shannon always, it's, it seems like it comes from an emotional place for Shannon where I think Tamara, like Tamara said, you know, Tamara and Shannon, Tamara was like, I missed you. You were my best friend. And I don't believe Tamara really thought Shannon Bedore was her best friend. I think Tamara, her best friend is the show. 
So mm-hmm. her loyalty is to the show and to being a good housewife. Shannon, I think, on the other hand, really gets emotionally involved in this where she like blurs the line where she's like, I think Tamara is my best friend. Tamara said like, I think Shannon believes things from these other ladies that she shouldn't necessarily believe. And I think that sometimes can be her downfall in some ways is that she just believes Every she acts like she's tough, but she's so soft inside. And right. it's I mean, I think we see that all the time. But Tamara, she's just like the Terminator. She's like a machine. She knows what she's doing. And just because she's on a podcast talking about this all the time, she even knows the ins and outs of these shows more so than even some of these other ladies because she studies it on the podcast. Yeah, no, I. Listen, I completely agree. And I'm about to get into the Shannon of it all as well. Uh, (laughs) Before we do, we're going to kick off with the beginning of this episode. But Ryan, if you had to give this episode a rating of one to 10, 10 being the best, and you guys in the live chat, please chime in. I want all the ratings. I'm going to see where we're standing with the OC ladies right now. Where are we going, Ryan? I think you got to give it an eight. And I know that because it's, it's uneven the first, but it's fun. You got the the dressing up as other ladies and they, they like really did it. You got a Shannon being a mess at the end, which is like an iconic Shannon moment. You have a nice little Vicky supporting a couple of Vicky supporting moments. You have Heather to bro having a conversation with Shannon that kind of mirrors the conversation that Shannon had with Heather last year. But now Shannon is the one accusing Heather of something. You have all of these little moments together. You have Gina being upset at Shannon for the look that she did. Like, I think there's so much in this that was like really, really good. And John Jansen and the mystery of John Jansen continues. Oh, and by the way, if John Jansen really said half of the things that these ladies are accusing him of, or that they're swearing that Shannon told them about, John Jansen, I am not a fan of yours, but we're giving it an eight. I see right here. We have eight, 10, six to seven, seven, seven. First half was a four. Second half was a seven. We have, yeah, I guess it. I'm probably also going to copy Ryan on this and give it a good solid eight, but we start off this episode with Tamara and Eddie. They're moving offices and it seems like Tamara's getting just a little bit agitated. Now this comes on the heels of Tamara jumping right back into work. She's filming nonstop. She gets call times. She gets schedules. And she's booked and busy. Not only that, but she also has to do press for the show. And she's wondering, hey, babe, what are you doing? Now, as you know, anybody who's in a relationship, when you have a partner, you always kind of support them through the ups and downs. And you try to figure out together where we're going next. But in this moment, I saw where a few people on Twitter were like, Oh, Tamara's trying to make her her at home life more interesting. I'm like, no, I don't feel I didn't get that vibe. I got the vibe of she's really trying to be like explain or ask her husband, like, what are we doing next? What is going to fulfill you? What is going to make you happy? What's going to give you purpose every morning? But I wanted to see what you thought. No, I mean, it seems like uh, Eddie's uh, slurping his noodles too loud at home. And and obviously he needs out. We want uh, we want Eddie to be fulfilled. But it seems like that gym thing was I mean, the gym thing seems to be like the perfect thing for Eddie. So I know they do the CBD company and stuff like that. But like, yeah, get him out at the home, especially if Tamara's mom's in there having sex all the time. (laughs) It's probably good for Eddie to get out of there. I mean, how far I want to know, like, I want details. Like, how far is this away from your home? How? 
how often do they go there for work? Like, I want to know those kind of details when they set these things up. And I feel like, yeah, I want to see what Eddie does every day. Like, I would love an Eddie camera where we just follow him around for 24 hours because like, is he depressed now? Is he just sit around and watch TV like we do? Like what does, what is, what fills up an Eddie day? What? Eddie, what is filling up your love tank as far as your daily routine? No, I get that. All right. So, Eddie, we'll revisit you in a second. But, Ryan, my next question is, the girls are surprised at the ups and downs of Tamara and Jen's relationship, especially now that we're throwing a who's who party. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? You're ripping apart her relationship. From us on the outside looking in, and apparently to the cast, too, it looks like you brought this woman on just to completely tear her apart and rip her through the mud her and her relationship with the guy who has really shitty fashion taste and that's where we're at and i'm not mad at ryan listen my thing is is if you own who you are and you're telling us like we this is who i am if you're just like this terrible person you cheat on all your spouses or relationships and you've never been faithful he owns it he's like i am this person i cheat on everyone i've never been faithful yeah, but when you own stuff like you're cheating, like there's not a lot of strength in that, even though he's trying to act like, yeah, hey, that's what I do. But it's like at the end of the day, that is what you do. So if you own it, that I feel like it's another kind of layer of weirdness on Ryan. Like, oh, okay, yeah, gr- sure. great. You admit you cheat, like, but that still makes you a cheater. Like it doesn't right. it doesn't like, oh, what are you doing to combat that? Because those thoughts, if you're like getting off on behavior like that, that doesn't just go away. So he can convince everybody like, you know, he's probably like a mild like there's probably narcissistic tendencies there. He's probably in love with the chase. He's probably also in love with convincing Jen that he is fully in this to win it. And that's like really powerful stuff. It's like a weird light form of love bombing in a sense. And he really wants to get Jen to believe. And so that's why it's always interesting to see Jen of like, I don't know, like you can tell she's has like one eye on him at all times. Right. And it's also kind of wild, too, because when I see Jen on the show and I see the way that she talks and she exercises compassion for the rest of the the women in the group, even the one who's tearing her down. Like, if I got a napkin in my face, I'm probably going to do my best to not grab you across the table. That's just that. But guys, and I'm being honest about that, like you can't just throw things in people's face. and And she is exercising the belief of, I feel like I know the good in you. I will always see the good in you. I don't know what your mission is here. I don't quite understand it. But as much as you try to tear me down, Tamara, I will always be there to put you back up. And I'm like, this is a saint. She is a saint. <laughs> yeah, but it's like at your at your life, like see how far that's going to get you, Jen. Like you're right. She is very kind. And what I love about Jen is that we're going to see that change between her first season and her second season because her second season, she's going to probably come with like a smoking habit. And she's like, she's like going to be been through the been through the ringer at that point. And that's what's going to be interesting to see because Tamara's going to keep doing the same kind of behavior. And Jen is new to the housewives. So I think part of our entertainment is watching each week, Jen go, Going like, what the hell is going on here? I thought everything was going to be, I thought you were my friend. I thought you, it's another example of camera bringing it up on camera instead of off camera, like a real friend would. And that's great for the show that Tamara does that. But I imagine for Jen, she feels like she's in the ring the whole time, just getting hit right and left. Right. And I also think too, after watching the entire season and then going on to um, the reunion, it'll be interesting to see how Jen behaves at the reunion. I don't know if you heard anything about this, but 
and this might not be true. I just heard rumblings that they would be filming that in September. So I I can't wait because I feel like whatever happens at the reunion, even though that Tamara's not supposed to talk about certain things, either she'll allude to them or Teddy will allude to them, kind of giving us like a little bit of bait as to what's going on because somebody's going to open their mouth. It's just a matter of time. But before we get into that too... um, Kendra, welcome. And then Valky's twist, Jen is super chill and doesn't go nuts when her boyfriend is accused of things. Maybe in her heart of hearts knows he is likely going to cheat. She's just enjoying him until. I agree with that. And thank you for the super chat. Um, By the way, we love Valky's twist over here. And she has- I love the name. Oh, she has- she sent us her seasonings and I don't cook without them now. So I will post them on the community tab now that I mentioned it. But now I wanted to talk to you about the fact that Heather and Gina had a sit down. Now, while they have this sit down, they start to talk about Shannon a little bit in her relationship. But to be fair, Shannon did also make a comment about Gina's relationship saying, I couldn't imagine if the roles were flipped and Travis was sort of acting this way three years after a relationship and saying to Gina, I'm still hurting. I still feel affected. Like, how would that feel? What are your thoughts? I, you know, it's hot. Uh, like I really got to, Gina is a really difficult character for me because I feel like she was, and people might really vehemently disagree. I feel like she's been miscast from the beginning and I feel like it doesn't really, the road doesn't get better for her each season. And every time they throw everything against the wall in Gina's storylines, we've seen every from her housing stuff to Travis and the kids to Matt. And none of them really seem to stick for me. I don't know about for the rest of the audience. So when she does hop in or when even Shannon does like, oh, what about her relationship and stuff like that? I kind of like, well, I, I don't, it doesn't have the same pull for me as talking about Shannon and John's relationship or talking about even Jen and Ryan's relationship. Gina's like, you know, cause she's like, oh, I'm getting my real estate license. I'm Gina. Like, it's just kind of, it just like, sure. I agree kind of what, what Shannon's saying, but at the same time, there's nothing I don't know. There's nothing there. Like even like, uh, cause I, I think they keep alluding to that situation that happened off season with Gina and Travis, where there were actually cops called that one thing that I'm sure you know about. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I think they keep kind of like hinting at putting out there, but I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like Gina is just trying desperately to, to really be in it this season. Like she's, she's, I feel like somebody told her to step it up, but that's why there's like an awkwardness to every one of her scenes because she's really trying to bring something. Right. That's just my personal feeling. Well, no. And I think it doesn't help when she's, you know, looking on Instagram and Twitter and there's all of these memes and people saying Taylor Armstrong coming in strong. Oh, you know, to take over Gina's position. Taylor is going to be the full-time housewife. Gina's going to be demoted. I do have a very serious question for you. Yeah. You and I are anticipating on just having the best time this year at BravoCon and Vegas. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're going to tear shit up. We have a crew of people. It's going to be the best time. But I I feel like Gina will too. In your mind, might this be Gina's last BravoCon? I think, I mean, if I were to like be a betting man and I'm not, but I would think she goes to friend of or she's off the show. We've had five seasons and I think Emily is finally really ensconced in it. Like, I feel like Emily is almost 
you know, I could really make the argument that Emily definitely deserves to be there. I just don't know what Gina can continue to do. I mean, the Shannon, and that's almost, I almost don't buy the Shannon Gina fighting on uh, social media. I almost sometimes believe that's like Shannon trying to help Gina out because I can't believe five seasons in Gina is super offended by like weird extensions. Like, you know, Gina made a whole post of like, you know, that was a certain point in my life that I'm not proud of and I'm strong. And it's like, yo, girl, it's not that deep. Like, it is not that deep. It is just a funny bit that we all laughed at. But also, yeah, you look great now. That's the whole thing you should focus on. Like, of course we're laughing, but you're ever like Vicky came in as herself and make fun, fun of herself. Like that's part of the gig. And for her to get this sensitive about it, like just seems so weird to me that I almost felt like, are you faking this? Because you can't be this upset about somebody dressing like you, because also then you shouldn't go to BravoCon because other people are probably going to dress like you. That's part of the Bravo audience. There's like silly stuff that we like to talk about, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, also Heather and Gina felt like Shannon even bringing this up was sort of her deflecting on her own relationship. And I'll say one thing. And you get this too, Ryan. I've had my, I've literally had my relationship attacked, dismantled, disparaged, everything. And I think that, uh, I think it does say a lot in your reaction. Like, are you going to stand there and be like a Heather DeBro and be like, <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> or are you going to be like, I don't know why this is my life and like flip your shit. And I think that when you flip your shit, I, I mean, depending if somebody brings something up to you and you flip your shit, it's a little questionable. Like if they keep in and keep in and keep on and it's just like attack after attack, eventually you're going to snap. And I get that. But like in this moment, I'm like, Shannon, girl, this is not that you're not giving us like a, a great vibe of like everything's okay. Oh no, I, at all. But w- what I love is that like, sh- I lo- see this is so dark, but I love when Shannon flips her shit for me. I'm like, that's classic OC. But when Gina like even comes close to flipping her shit, I, it's just that like, you know, like you care about certain people and certain reactions. And with Gina, that's just the difference. It's like, I want to watch Shannon flip her shit. Like she, she takes the bait every time. I mean, also the drinking doesn't help, but she gets in there immediately. And I think that is, I hate to say that's like classic OC, but we have now a super cut of Shannon flipping her shit. And by the way, if we really want to go like technical, David Bedore and John Jansen have really interesting similarities that nobody points out. There seems to be a buttoned up light anger in both of their eyes. And I know that's reading way too into it, but John has that same kind of like quiet, like, you know, but you can just tell, like I always do him on the show where I'm like, I'm John Jansen. Cause he's just, you could tell he wants to explode sometimes and he just keeps it buttoned in a lot, a lot like David Bedore did. And I found it interesting, even though Shannon says what an amazing, great man, there seems to be similarities in terms of demeanor and potential anger in both of those men. You know, it kind of reminds me of my mom's late husband, literally narcissistic, crazy, the anger issues would come in front of everybody. He was the best guy. Everybody thought that he was the saint. And I remember, but like, as soon as the front door would close, it was like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, eyes turned, rolled in the back of your head. Yeah, if Shannon has to like really be this like careful about anybody bringing up John that's like kind of scary in itself and every time she's around John John's like 
yeah, she doesn't tell me much. Like you really get the sense that Shannon does not talk about filming with John at all. And so I have a feeling John doesn't watch the, I, I remember meeting John Jansen at BravoCon last year and he was legitimately shocked that I was like, Hey, can I get a picture? And he was like, uh, uh, like it was like that first day before BravoCon started and they were coming in the Gansvort and he was shocked. He was like, I, I guess like, but he, he, like, you don't get the sense that he really fully understood the, the popularity of these shows at times. And so it kind of weirds him out, but Shannon seems like scared to like, just tell him anything except for the penis picture with Ryan. Right. And also sometimes I feel like, and Shannon, we might be dissecting your relationship a little bit too much right now, but I'm sorry. You're on a But I love Shannon. By the way, I love Shannon. That's like, I, I, I say this out of love because Shannon's one of those people that's untouchable. Like, I still love Shannon regardless of what she does. I can't say the same for Gina. Right. And I think that also you're saying the same thing that the rest of the cast is saying, where it looks like there might be some red flags in your relationship. And I think that a lot of people, when you're in a relationship that's so toxic, like your last one, your marriage, I think that some of those tendencies you see and that might like if you see them in another person but then you can see the good in them it, it almost feels like home like some of those narcissistic tendencies or those um just volatile tendencies or just anything that could be negative but you're like i can fix you i can oh my god he's a good guy and he, you know what i put him through a lot i'm on a show i'm not a lot like i'm not easy to handle my life is not easy to handle he's such a good man and then i'm thinking when Heather DeBro is going down the line and Emily's going down the line and he calls you fat, he never sleeps over. He says that you can't ever sleep over because his son's at the house. Um, he never pays for anything. I'm like, yeah, I was like, Heather was like, he, wait, she never stays there and he never stays like, so you're basically saying they've never slept together overnight. If neither of them, like what did they get hotels? Also, I took this screenshot cause I thought it was so weirdly funny scary was when shannon was flipping out at the end and she goes i we, i have normal fights with my boyfriend that paralyze me and she said this as like standing up for her relationship but i'm like girl if you have fights that paralyze you that's not normal either they, they should like that's not good if you she's like i have normal fights that paralyze me you you contradict yourself in the same sentence normal fights don't end up in paralyzation that you're like that that messed up with that's just not natural. And I know she loves companionship and I know, I don't know, they seem very addicted to each other. Yeah. And I, I agree with that too, because you know, it's so funny and Jason's listening to this right now, but even this morning we had a little argument over what we're doing with like moving situations and stuff like that. And it's not an argument, but it's a conversation and it's like, it's so much because it's so overwhelming and it's like the ability to kind of have the, well, fuck, what do we do? And this and that. And it kind of like gets angsty in a minute but then it's like okay we'll figure this out together because we're a team and that's how we always operate but it's not like i feel paralyzed where i can't come on here and do my recap or even move forward with my husband because of this conversation that's i like when she says paralyzing i'm like i've never felt like that in a relation or in in a fight in my own personal relationship that i've been in in 10 years and if you do feel that way which i feel so sorry for you 
I feel like that could be a red flag. That's- well, I mean, listen, Adam, just be, I mean, I, I have felt like that before and that led to me getting a divorce. Like I have felt exactly like, you know, but Shannon has never stepped into her confidence, no matter how amazing Shannon looks, no matter how good, like she never is really fully ready to just like be like, I, and some people, we just don't have that in our DNA to fully step into our power. And I think that's like Shannon is that we all root for her, but she never, she always seems to default to like insecurity and to these things that I feel like she is. And that's why Tamara can come in and just like, just rule the roost immediately. Cause Tamara has an innate confidence that might be led by insecurity, but still there is a confidence. Her fake it until you make it is much stronger than Shannon's because Shannon will crumble like that. Shannon, and we see it time and time again, and especially with her relationship, but come on at this point, you've been on a reality show this long if you have something in your relationship, that's going on the reality show. You can't take your mic off. You can't like walk off set. You can't all of this stuff. It's a reality show about you. And she knows that better than anybody else there. But I think our hearts go out for her. And I got to tell you, once again, the drinking does not help. Like the the whole Javier's moment of Emily going, uh, no, it wasn't in 2020. You literally did this like a couple months ago at Javier's. And it was the longest silent moment where Shannon was like, and then looked at the camera. And those that's like the inconsistency of Shannon that you're just like, oh, girl, you were telling all these women everything. It's just that Tamara was the one that brought it up on camera. And if Tamara truly was a good friend, the concern wouldn't be that Heather said anything in the beginning. The, the concern would be what's going on with you and John? Like, why is it about Ta- like, why is it about Heather at all at this point? If there's something truly red flaggish. It needs to be about John and who cares that Heather said anything. And I'm not right. even the fan of Heather. Right. And also, yeah, I mean, yeah, holy shit. There's a lot here. And it, it, for for Shannon, too, I think that, unfortunately, she gave too much power to the women because you can tell that she likes her tequilas or whatever she and this is not i'm not harping on her at all but i think that sometimes when you get comfortable you say things and if you start partying like they do with the tres amigas and it's shot 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 you might not necessarily remember everything that you're talking about and i think that that came back to bite her in the ass the situ in this situation and if you look at the preview for next week she even looks like again Emily's like, you're like Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know what Shannon I'm going to get. And she's like, really, Emily? And she's like, (laughs) yeah, really? Because when you're drinking, you're telling us everything. And you're like, I want sympathy. And then when you're sober, you're pissed that we're talking to you about it. Because you're like, it's none of our business when you're the one who brought it to our doorstep in the first place. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, we've seen this. Be, I, we also like I think as an audience, we're allowed to point out what we see. And like, I, I'm so sorry if that hurts Shannon's feelings or anything like that. But there's I mean, God, there's stories outside of filming about Shannon just in the last month about all of these things. And I think it seems like when her and John drink together, it seems like that's a big issue there. And I think that could be at the root of some of their issues right now. But but Shannon's one of those people that we all see. We all have that person in our lives or we are that person when, you know, the drinking doesn't help. It just exacerbates your emotional makeup that's there. So if you're already upset at John, about John or about these women talking about John, you throw drinks into the mix. It becomes a four alarm fire. And that's what I guess that's what we want on reality shows. But Shannon keeps falling into that trap, like because she's, you know, she's she feels comfortable when she has a drink or two. She thinks she feels comfortable. Right. What did you think about Heather's statement? Um, there's a difference between talking about someone and against someone. Yeah. I, I Listen, I hate to agree with Heather, but that's the true. Like 
she talked about it with these ladies off camera. Like we never had a remember, we never had a flashback of Heather pulling Gina or Heather pulling uh, Emily. So these were all off camera, not probably on shoot days. These were actual real conversations. So there is a difference. Like when she was talking about, she's like, oh, their relationship is bad. Supposedly. It wasn't like, oh, what a, they're both ridiculous. They're crazy. Shannon's crazy. John's crazy. That's what I think that means of like, yeah, like I was talking about somebody in concern. And of course there's some natural just gossipy shit anyways. But the difference would be if like Heather was doing it to make fun of Shannon. If Heather was pulling Gina and go, oh, this Shannon's insane. She's never going to get her life together. That would be you know, I don't know. So for me, that kind of made sense. And that was my whole point when I've done these recaps before on my show is just like Tamara's is the one bringing it to camera. It's the same thing with Jen and Ryan. You can say Gina helped a little bit, but Shannon immediately brought Ryan's cheating relationship on camera instead of behind behind the scenes off mic. Because Tamara knew this would be good fodder for the show. No matter what Tamara wants to tell you now, she knows that'll work for the show. Right. No, and I agree with that too. Oh my gosh, there is so much. All right. Well, we're going to go over to something maybe a little bit more positive or maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, this was a fun episode too. Like I was like laughing at times. So I, I don't know. Uh, There's serious topics, I guess. I, I actually have one of um one of the girls who I know where I recently moved. Her name's Dakota and she's listening to this right now. I met her. She lives in my neighborhood and she's like, I can't wait for your OC recap because I'm watching this. And I'm like, I love that you love it as much as me because listen, girl, we have a lot to talk about. But we had Jen, and Jen ends up meeting up with her friend Taylor, right? When she does, they start talking about her relationship with Ryan. And I thought Taylor was going to express a little bit of concern. But she didn't. She was like, what are you afraid of? If you complicitly trust this man, what are you afraid of? And Jen it was, was like, it was, I, I thought in my head, I've had friends from day one who supported my relationship and who didn't, who had valid concerns with an age gap, who were there to just try to get me to, hey, let's stay out, let's party, be single, have fun. Like you can read through who's there for the good you know, reasons of it all and who's there to just kind of be self-serving, right? In this moment, I didn't think that she was being self-serving, this friend Taylor, but I think that she sort of got a little bit jaded by having a conversation with someone who Twitter or X whatever we're calling it at this point, who with people who are labeling this man as a narcissist. And sometimes when you are dealing with a narcissist, Tom Sandoval, I'm not calling him that. That is what X calls him or the fans <laughs> on. But I think, you know, like me and you had great times with Sandoval, great conversations with Sandoval, like an amazing, I want to do for everybody, man. Yeah. Come into my home. You're the best. You're the, this, but then really, if you get them pissed off, you get a totally different Sandoval. Like that could apply to all of us, but he definitely, when he's in the best mood is doing the best and the most to sell himself to everybody as like the good guy. And that's what I feel. Those are the vibes that I'm sort of receiving from Ryan in this instance of I'm going to marry her in the next 12 months. It's just about her. It's about her divorce and this and that. I thought that Ryan was potentially trying to come up on a financial situation, but I didn't realize that he has over $7 million in real estate in his portfolio at this point. So Ryan has money. 
Yeah. And he has the same fashion sense as Tom Sandoval, too, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, no, I mean, yeah, like, right. I don't know. The, the friend thing was interesting, though, because I thought the conversation was going to be about the friend saying that you should watch out for Ryan. And then the friend was like, he is very hot. He is very hot. And um, I talked to him more than I've ever talked to Will in your whole relationship, which I thought that was a little piece of fascinating information that this friend never really talked to her ex-husband or her or you know, X. And, uh, I was very confused about that, but you also saw the trepidation on Jen's part of there is something holding her back. And I think Jen at the end of the day is not stupid, but the psychology of Jen is very interesting because we see old pictures of her and she looks completely different than she does now, you know, just in terms of like plastic surgery and boobs and things like this, you know, is that when somebody, after you're in a marriage that you don't feel passionate about, and then somebody is telling you, you know, you're hot, you're all of this, that's a lot. I mean, you, you're you not used to that feeling, and it must have put her on this whirlwind of, like, your heart's feeling something again, and somebody finds you attractive. Like, that is, like, some really big things to deal with. So Jen isn't stupid. She isn't. And I think that's what that little piece of her of like, come on, you know that something is weird here if he has all of this behavior. So I think it's really it's interesting. And I feel for Jen when I watch those. And that's why I feel bad about the Tamara situation, because I can see she's really going through it. She really does have kids. She really does have a wee bought a zoo at her house. She has like every animal known to man at her house. Like there's a lot going on. So it's I I think she's great. Uh, I think she's a great first season housewife, especially if you compare to like Noella and Dr. Jen last season. Oh, yes. Yes. Listen, I'll give you that one on that for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you really quick. Does Ryan give you Slade vibes? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sure yeah. And also the, it always scares me when the, the guys are usually the ones that have trepidation about being on the show. And Ryan doesn't seem like he has any trepidation about filming. He's right. like calling in on FaceTime, like, Hey, beautiful. What's going on? Like, he seems like he kind of, I always it. am wary of the people that jump in. Like, you know, Jen seems like she has more concerned with filming than he does. And that always, you know, I, and by the way, it's just because we've seen so many seasons of this show. It's kind of like, you know, we saw how Brooks loved to film back in the day with Vicky. Like you just got to be wary of these men and especially in New Orange County. Right. No, I agree. And speaking of Vicky, what were your thoughts when she knocks on the door, showing up to Shannon's house for the who's who's party? Whoop, 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 whoop. She just, yeah. whoop, whoop. She just makes sounds whoop. now. It's like, whoop, whoop. Whoop. Which is, by the way, people don't know this, but, and I always forget last night, I said to Jason, I was like, I'm like, honestly, I wonder how Vicky is. Like, she has to be so interesting in person. And Jason's like, we were at the table with her with Ryan. And I'm like, Bravo Con was so much. Like, I totally forgot Emily, right? Like, we did. And she was wasn't so it, Wasn't it Vicky on one side of uh, Caroline Stanberry's dude and and uh, and Meredith Marks was on the other side? Were they she like... By yeah, like it was wild. I mean, Vicky is Vicky. I mean, I I was at a Counting Crows concert in the OC last year and Vicky and her new guy 
me and my friend, all of a sudden she was like, hey, there's Vicky. And I was like, what? And I have a picture with Vicky, like leaning over me at the chair. And it was when Girls Trip was on. And I was like, you're you ki- you're killing it on Girls Trip. She was like, oh, bless you. Oh, thank you. And she was so nice. She, I think she only stayed for like a handful of songs. I don't think she knew who Counting Crows were. I, I Like it was very funny. And I couldn't help but keep watching Vicky the entire night. But she just struck me as like very Vicky. Like I think what you see is what you get. And I think it'll be, you said she's coming back next season, which I'm sure she is. But I I kind of like her in this whoop it up kind of nice little, you know, like a, just a nice little side dish that comes in. She has such a history with the show, but I don't know. I would be scared to see her with a full on storyline. If that makes sense. Like she's great. She's a great like addition. Right. Do you think that she is trying to now be like the, I wear crotchless panties and like, I there have is a little up in this there and that. Is- <laughs> Like she got a lot of shit after Bronwyn was so open about sexuality and stuff. And she's like, this isn't the show that we created. And now I feel like, like, you know, see, that's the thing is like, we assume that these ladies know the ins and outs of all of their lives and their feelings. And Vicky and all of these ladies show you that, like, I don't even think they don't have it figured out for themselves. Like one season, they are going to be upset that it's too sexy. The next one, they're going to talk. I don't think sometimes with Vicky, especially with Tamara, I think it's more like plotted out with Vicky. I think it's just like whatever, like however Vicky wakes up that day is what you're going to see. But sometimes with Vicky, I've noticed this season, it does seem like a little bit of a caricature of herself of like, I'm whooping up. I'm going to whip it up. Like she keeps saying it. And it's not as annoying as Rinna was on her last season where I felt like she was just imitating herself and it just didn't seem genuine at all. Like it's genuine with Vicky, but it is interesting because she's like going through her greatest hits. She's bringing up past relationships. She's loving to whoop it up. Trace Amigas, da, 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 da. And I think that's great because it reminds us. And I think the show is trying to remind us of all the great aspects of Vicky. You know, like these great aspects that we love. They're like, see how fun she is. See, she's whooping it up. She's making fun of herself. I mean, she came dressed as herself and did a keg stand. Like she's really playing ball. So I think she definitely wants to be there. Um, I just worry if you gave Vicky a storyline that would ruin whatever relationship she has with that new sexy Christian man. Like I would be, I would be, I would be nervous for Vicky because at some point I want these women to have good lives outside of the show and not have the show completely destroy their lives. Well, we're about to get to the party, Ryan. (laughs) And we have Heather DeHoe who arrived. (laughs) What are our thoughts? First of all, the who's who party to me is so funny. Um, One Let's before we get into the party, who was the best dressed for you for the imitation and who was the worst? I mean, Shannon was the best, obviously. I thought she nailed it. I thought it really was. It really did make me laugh. The worst, I think, obviously, unfortunately, was um, uh, Taylor. I, I mean, Taylor, you could you really could have gone. You could have been way more cutting. You could have. I mean, you could. And even even Tamara knows. So it did feel a little put together but shannon just made me like shannon's just made me laugh and it wasn't like haha screw you gina it just made me laugh that it was shannon doing that it made it made me laugh and also i guess my second would be vicky coming in as vicky that just made me laugh i don't know for some reason vicky coming in as vicky it was just like an, and i loved the font that they put on like they freeze framed it and did like a little you know shannon as gina i love that i thought it was classic yeah, because we had Gina who did Emily, Emily did Shannon, Heather did Jen, Jen did Taylor, Taylor did Tamara, which Tamara did not love, and Shannon did Gina. But 
Jen, by the way, Jen, I would have been more offended if I was Taylor at Jen's lips. Did you see Jen's overlined lips that were like insane? I didn't even think about that. It was why that was the one that I was like, because I know she had the doc merchandise on, but those lips were like, so I was like that. I looked at them a couple times. I was like, those are intense. She's like, yeah, that's you, girl. This is you. Yeah, you're right. Taylor, especially you coming in as a crossover housewife or friend of the, the first to crossover. We expected more from you, Taylor, especially if Jen as a newbie is going all the way to the deck in Laguna Beach in order to get some merch. So Taylor did the like, I, like it seemed like Taylor forgot the filming was happening. And then 20 minutes before she was reminded and she was like, uh, do I have workout gear? I got to have workout gear somewhere. Like it seemed like it was so like, just whatever. And she just kind of, yeah, she just kind of came in there and, and, you know, at least she had a good sense of humor about, uh, Jen is her. I love that. Okay. So then we have the mess that's starting to go on with Emily pulling Gina aside to tell her that, Tamara also spoke about what Heather said about Shannon's relationship. And now we see that all of the women feel as if Heather talked to them. But really, you can see, first of all, this is not on Heather DeBro or Heather. Well, it could be on Heather DeHo, but it's not on Heather DeBro because the women are all talking, right? And Heather DeBro never brought this up on camera. And I think you pointed this out at the beginning. She spoke about this off camera, but you guys are the ones who are bringing this in, which ultimately makes it a storyline, which ultimately got us the reaction of this is my life, right? So with that, I mean, it's just, it's kind of wild. But then I was looking and listening to what Gina was saying and Emily, and they're, they're, I guess, sort of standing on this is, it's not fair. I had a domestic violence situation, I had all of this go on. I went through a divorce, a DUI, all of this. And then Emily's over here like, my husband got reamed. People hated Shane. But you don't have to talk about your boyfriend? What kind of shit is that? Listen, Emily had to put on camera last week that Shane likes to do butt stuff. You think that she wants that on camera? Like, I mean, like, the guys, this is the point of the show. And this is why it's like, oh, God, the relationships are going to be talked about. Stop it. Unless you show me contracts where it says you cannot talk about Shannon's relationship, then I'm sorry. But the whole point is, like, Adam, would you rather... Um, me talk about whatever relationship that you've been in in the past. Would you rather me do that? Like, would you rather me bring that up on here? Or would you rather, like, I, I feel like Shannon doesn't want it to be on camera most of all. Like, so the fact that, you know, it's like vi- inviting a vampire into your house. You have to invite them in supposedly if they like, that's the old vampire rule. I can't believe I'm using this, but it's like the same thing with like inviting a storyline in somebody has to let it out there. And Tamara found a way to bring it in by blaming Heather, but now it's in. So now Heather can go or Tamara can go, listen, I, I was just standing up for my friend Shannon by saying that I don't like Heather talking about her. But now that it's in, we can all talk about it. It's like a weird little like thing. So she it can't come back on her. Like, I don't know why I'm so passionate about this, but I just think it's wild because Shannon does not want to talk about this. And that makes it even a better storyline because she's going to fight against it, which is always interesting to see. No, I completely agree with you because it's sort of like jumping ahead of the narrative and taking control over it. My dad always said this to me growing up, like, because, you know, like you grow up and you, you get like, like sometimes kids in high school and school can be assholes. And it's like, kind of, you know, like you, you, you talk to your parents or people around you about this. And, you know, my dad 
always makes jokes. My dad's a bigger guy and he always makes the first joke about being the first guy in the room to like be at the dinner table or whatever. But he does it, I think, out of an insecurity to kind of jump ahead and make fun of himself. So it just kind of sets the tone like I'm doing it first. So if you have anything to say, go ahead and do it and go ahead and say it. And I think for Shannon, had she have just jumped ahead of this and said, you know, these things are going on and she took control over the narrative, we wouldn't have the same reaction. But since she's not taking control over the narrative and she's trying so hard to suppress this, it's why she's having the bigger reaction because she probably now wishes that she would have been the one to tell her own story first. And now anything that she says almost looks like she's either deflecting, protecting, or just losing her mind. Well, we see Heather do it at the very end of Shannon goes, well, I hear you have relationship problems with you. Is that, I mean, are, is that to be believed? And Heather goes, Heather just calmly goes, no, no. And just like that, it, it just stops it right there. If, if Shannon were to learn to just be like, oh, no, it's fine. And have no reaction, it would end it. But the thing is, they know Shannon's going to have this big reaction. And that's what gets her every time. Like she's so like herself. And I love that, but I don't know. Anytime these people try to truly hide, it just never goes well for them. I also think that the defla- I think that Jason pointed this out last night. I think that when you have such big reactions, whether no matter what it is, I think that sometimes like your actions speak volumes in situations like this. And like having those big reactions, it it just is more alarming as opposed to like when Heather just shut it down, like girl please kind of it was like oh it seems like her house is like still standing and doing well like the way that she just kind of went you mean heather heather you mean yeah heather okay yeah yeah sorry the way that she addressed that and she was like you know i don't (laughs) okay whatever whatever you have to say that's not true it is what it is it just it it gave her all of the power whereas like when shannon is flipping her shit ripping her mic off screaming at production it's like why are you so defensive about this? This now makes us as fans more concerned. Like you're, you're saying that he's going to have such a negative reaction. Like, are you okay, girl? Do well, we that's what, cause, a wellness well, check? and then Heather or whoever said some actual things, like said she was fat and ugly said that. And I was like, damn yeah. dude, like those aren't great things regardless. But then the way she was reacting, I got scared that there could be a physical element to this. I mean, we don't know. And that's the thing is like, now it's like fully out there. And remember you guys, you know, and this was very public is that they broke up after filming. They broke up after filming, you know, they're pretty much for all me- intents and purposes together again right now, even though they don't classify themselves as together. So, you know, this, this wasn't good. I mean, there is some real issues between them, whether we'll see it fully come out on the show or like, I'm curious if this will be the rest of the season with this, or it'll just be a couple episodes and on to the next thing. I'm also wondering if this man, if he owns his house, I don't know if he owns it or if he rents it, but if he owns this house on the water with his little boat outside, the guy has bucks. So why are you paying for everything? See, but that's the other thing, too, is that I'm like, well, it seems like she reveals all this information when she's wasted at like Javier's or something like I do wonder, like, what is the truth? Is Shannon one of those people that over exaggerates too? like, you know, because obviously they have spent the night together. But according to Heather, he doesn't stay there. She doesn't stay there. So there's a lot of inconsistencies that I would be curious about. But um, yeah, and also remember, you know, just recently Shannon got into a fight with John's daughter at that tiki bar off camera just a couple weeks ago, and that was brought into the Bravo sphere. Like, so there's there does seem to be some really strong reactions, even within John's family, about their relationship. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And then, you know, what's so funny is when all of that came out, like when she went on Watch What Happens Live, I don't know if you guys still follow Kelly Dodd, (laughs) but when all of this happened on Watch What Happens Live, I just immediately, like my first reaction was, um, when we did the interview with you, you took us with Megan King Edmonds to The Quiet Woman and they treated her like royalty. They catered to her. They catered to Rick. It was like, I was like, wow, okay, like this is her spot. And then when the owner came out and said, no, she wants the most intervention. I mean, attention. I'm like, (laughs) and then he's like, I'm sorry, Kelly, you're welcome anytime. It was on the teleprompter. I'm like, I'm more concerned for you when Rick gets a hold of your ass. If this is how you're talking about his wife, because (laughs) this guy is like a man's man and I'm not condoning anything. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you have to face this guy. Like you might've had a TV moment, but you're going to go back to the quiet woman where you eventually will see them again. And they're definitely going to have no problem calling you out on the spot. Like that's so uncomfortable. Well, I mean, I feel like Kelly and Rick don't do themselves any favors. I mean, I feel like they probably called off on a daily basis or right. called out in some form, but right. yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure the quiet woman, they're very welcomed. Yes. Yes. And also, I like that we're continuing to break the fourth wall. I love seeing the women run up to production and Shannon has now done this twice and that they're showing it. And I think that Bravo is sort of listening because I think some of those moments where we get to see them behind the scenes are more interesting than the moments that sometimes feel contrived on the show where it's like we're trying to put together a storyline i'm all for like show the reality of the reality like vanderpump started to be good about this you know in the reunion like show us those walk-offs show us you know unmiking show us those like we are a smart enough audience to realize that they are like we know what we're watching we know they're being filmed we know these things include that in there i think it can only help the show and especially as we move forward especially when people are you know trying to start unions and and things like this show it show it all mention yeah. it all as we always say like it's it's going to be okay i think it's going to help the show in the long run i agree with that Teresa, manager not the owner of the quiet woman oh thank you thank you for um the quick correction i appreciate that but no also to sort of end us off before we go heather pulled emily aside towards the end and she's like what the fuck are you doing like what is your heart on for me because it started at the spa Then it goes over to, you know, like another situation where we're all sitting down and you're calling my relationship with Tamara fake. Like, what are you trying to do right now? I'm not quite understanding. And I was like, Emily, I love you, but that's a valid question. That's a great question. Because also, Tamara reamed your ass when she left. And you quickly became friends with her again, too. So what you're accusing Heather of, you did the exact same thing in the eyes of the viewers because this is the edit that we're given. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, Emily has made the decision to align with Tamara. Yeah. Yeah. And had Tamara or Heather DeHoe. I mean, whatever <laughs> you want to call her, we're here. But but by the way, this is why I feel like Heather has taken her eye off the prize. She's too concerned with her kid. Like she has a real life, but she's very concerned with all of her projects and Mark Cuban and all of this stuff. And it's like, be concerned with the show, girl, like be concerned with this because you are going to be the first person to take the blame. It seems like. So as soon as you know that start preparing, like, I feel like she got lazy all of a sudden and just like 
let the ball drop. And if you have somebody like Tamara, a professional assassin coming in, you should not like, don't be like, oh, me and Tamara are good. No, no. Tamara will decide if you're good. Tamara yeah. is steering this ship. Tamara is steering this ship, whether you like it or not, whether you think it's fair or not. This is now Tamara's show, whether you like it or not. And I'm not I, saying, like, Tamara, I, I have very strong opinions about Tamara, but you can't argue that she is not in control right now. I feel like Tamara put on her scuba gear, took a bunch of floaties, like inflatables, went down to the Titanic, put that bitch under the Titanic and was like, and it was like in her, emo in her emoji underwear. It was like a scene from the Pirates of the Caribbean where the ship comes out of the water and it's all of a sudden like back on the water and it's like going and we're going and set sail and like here we are. And listen, good for Tamara. I think that I'm sure she has some moments she's not proud of this season. She said that she drank a lot to get through this season. How would she let, how did the people at Nobu let her back in? Like, no, like, like she's like yelling and stomping, like, and they let her back in and she just keeps doing shots. Tamara's, I mean, Tamara is somebody to be studied. She is truly blessed. And I, I would, I wish I could interview Tamara and just have her be completely honest. Cause my one question would be, did you realize it was going to be this easy? Did you think like, cause she had to have thought like there had to have been a moment where she would have been like, Oh my God, this is working better than I could have possibly imagined. Yeah. I mean this. Yeah. I mean, these are great questions. You know what we need to do? I can't what? do it alone, Ryan, but when we're at BravoCon in Vegas and we get that moment where it's like not where we're at BravoCon, but when we're at one of the parties or whatever, I'm going to need, because my heart is going to sink into my ass and I have no, like, I, I can't do what Tamara does, but I'm going to be like, Ryan, man, just put the sports coat on the on the chair and let's go up. We're doing it. We're no, doing we the should, You know what? We should dress up as twats. We should dress up as Teddy and Tamara doing our interview thing. And, and, you know, just in good fun, like they do on OC and we'll go up and we'll, we'll act like we're Teddy and Tam. No, I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I would be fascinated to talk to Tamara in the reality of it, of like your trepidations about coming back. And you can see like, you know, cause episode two, she was like screaming on the boat and I was like too much. But then she settled in and now I feel like it's like smooth sailing for her. So I feel like she's got to be if you're thinking about it like sports, she's got to be extremely happy with her performance so far. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, as you can see from the preview of next week, we have a lot coming up and Shannon is not done with the rants and the flipping out or the breaking of the fourth wall. It's all about to go down and it's going to go down next Wednesday. Hopefully if we can steal Ryan back, then we'll definitely have him yeah. because he's the best. And for those of you who are watching in the live chat, thank you so much for becoming a new member, the super chat, super stickers, smashing the like button and showing some love and engaging. But I want to give Ryan the opportunity. If you guys aren't aware, which I don't know if you are or you're not, but I don't know what rock we're living under. Guys, we love Ryan Bailey. Check him out. Ryan, where can we find you? Yeah, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. Uh, so Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on YouTube. Uh, we just put up, like, I, I do, like, the OC recaps. I'll do, like, they're really silly, but they're a lot of fun. We just put up one yesterday from last week's episode. There's interviews on there as well. And, yeah, the podcast, you know, four days a week, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. We do pop culture. We do Bravo. We kind of run the gamut. We talked about Below Deck this week's below deck on a couple episodes so there's a little bit of everything so yeah if you if it's your thing go support oh yeah also patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good i'm uh recapping roni there ex exclusively the new roni because i'm really enjoying that as well 
All right. I love how <laughs> I love the photos for the choose your membership. I didn't even see that so just now, but yeah. Okay. Sandra, uh, Sandra, who works for me, did that. It's awesome. I love that, man. Well, guys, everybody go support Ryan Bailey. And then, of course, we will have all of the links in the description of this video. In the meantime, thank you again for another amazing recap. We will be back for members only. If you guys are a part of our memberships, you know that we were in Hilton Head for a little bit. So go check out our new house tour. And then from there, um, we will be back with Bravo Breaking News Kim tomorrow for Hot Messy Topics. So we have a lot going on. We'll keep you posted in the community tab on Instagram and threads x twitter whatever we call it at this point we'll just keep you posted on all platforms but we are out thank you guys bye guys thank you bye guys the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.